ladies and gentlemen, Legionnaires. Welcome to another fun-filled adventure with the Legion of Myth. This beautiful day, 11 August 2018, you're watching episode 175 of the Legion of Myth live stream. Now, normally, you'd be listening to the dulcet tones of Alex Garthon Marsh along with me, Brett Heathendog Grissomer, but today is a special day. Today we have John Maxedow-Schloh with his Celestial Ooh. Wisdom come with us. Go ahead and say hello, John. Hello, Legionnaires. This is Max Liao. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. That's all you're going to say. Okay, yep. cool. I'm done. You're done. All right. There that's my go. intro. That's my thing. That was good. That was good. I like that. That was nice. All right. <laughs> and what do we have today? Today we have uh, the part two of my Stargate SG-1 RPG fundamental segments. We're going to be talking about uh, feats. We're going to be talking about gears and resources. We're going to talk about skills. And then I'm going to go through character generation so you can see how a character is made. And uh, then see if you like the game. And then afterward, anyone who follows the channel can win it. And then after that, we have Max Liao's Celestial Wisdom. Now, this is the best and worst product he has reviewed for free this year. Uh, we have Mercury Fallen, Project Aura, Tech Wars Online, Tempest Citadel. And you can win one or two of those just by following the channel. And then right before our random number generator, where, where Max Liao will talk about fantasy RPGs, humans versus demi-humans and how it's it's gotten a little strange right before that we are going to have a guaranteed subscriber only giveaway of a uh, a game given to us by g ren who's watching right now baldar says yeah, we magically stream from the same room <laughs> yes. i'm in michigan what are you yeah, talking about it. he is he's right he's right i'm he's in right michigan there. germany he's right there he's right there <laughs> Well, he's, he's right there, actually. He's right there. But uh, 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 G-Ren gave us a game, uh, Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion, $39.99 on Steam. We will be giving that away to any subscriber for free. Also, now that now that that's come to mind, uh, if you look uh, over, over down there ab above the chat, it says a, sub a subscriber count. See and I want to look at it. You see right now on the screen all of our Twitch subscribers and our Patreon subscribers. But if that count gets to five during this stream, it immediately gives a subscriber giveaway for a $20 Steam key or RPG giveaway of the winner's choice. Winner's choice. If it's $20 or less, you, it's whatever you want. If you win, you get to choose. If that count gets to 10, and it's a $30 game. Your choice. $30 or less. Any game on Steam. If it gets to 25 if that count this gets This is where it 20, gets crazy. This is where it gets nuts. If it gets to 25 hang on a second. If it gets to 25 you win this video card. Power Color. Uh, Red Dragon RX 580 8GB video card. Now, this is my old card. I have benchmarked it. Uh, Superposition benchmark came at uh, 6,011, which ranks at around uh, GeForce 1060. And it's it comes overclocked, so there's not a lot of headroom. But I, using M MSI Afterburner, I was able to get a little more juice out of it and still be stable. So your mileage may vary on that one. But you're guaranteed 10, uh, 1060 performance with this card. All right. Now, now that we've done that, let's move on to uh, uh more thank you so thank you for baldahar is watching right now he's given so much to his games money bits uh the, the steam labs donations thank you very much all those twitch cheers video games of course g ren 
the game we're going to give away right now. And go ahead and please like, subscribe, follow this video, especially follow on Twitch right now, and you can win the several free prizes, four free prizes guaranteed today. All you got to do is follow. So, uh, and of course, we'd like, subscribe, we did all that already. And uh, you can support us in other ways, but with a Patreon subscription, obviously, a Streamlabs donation, or you can get our gear, which we're both wearing. Uh, he's uh, Max is wearing the generic Legionimus shirt. I'm wearing my specialized Heathen Dogma shirt, which you know. I don't. I don't have my own shirt. You don't. No, you don't have your own shirt because your logo. I am Legionimus. You are Legion. Oh, oh, oh. I am the law. <laughs> judge slow all right so uh uh of course you can also cheer at any time you want go ahead and type in cheer in any number and uh and we will thank you for it now this disclaimer now normally this is not this is not that important but it's important today so i'm gonna i'm gonna get in here but for the record i know they've told you this a few times this was honestly written it's for, for this guy yeah. right here yeah for him yeah all right the opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. And there you go. See that? That was, that was painless. That was painless. I don't know. I think I got sunburned from that one. Oh, so mean. All right. Uh-oh. <laughs> There's a hijack going on. Yes, there is. We're going to do a giveaway. Wow. There's no. There's even no identification for this one. It is just going to be exclamation point L-O-M swag. L-O-M-S-W-A-G. And I am going to give away a shirt. Probably the one I'm wearing, but if you really want a heathen dog one, who the hell wants that? You can. That? You should. Or <laughs> uh, or a Garthon comic poll. Garthon's not here. I'm not giving that. All right, fine. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, if, if you are a follower... You can just type in exclamation point LOM swag and you can jump in on this giveaway right now. Right now. Make sure you got a response when you typed it in just in case. The uh, bot, yes, the bot will tell you just like the, the bot says Baldahar has entered the giveaway. The bot says that GRAM has entered the giveaway. And so while, that is going, the giveaway. while that's going on. I'm, I'm going to, so again, it's good to be the owner because uh, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Also sing and ruin all this entire live stream right there. There's way too much caffeine and whatever other Torian <laughs> garbage in that stuff that I was drinking. Anyway. It's with the babies. <laughs> what you may not know is that Heathen Dog and Garthon get a lot of flack from me after each of these live stream Every episodes. Every single one. We get burned. Every single one with very little praise. I critique every segment of every episode, and they yep. constantly hear about posture, misplaced images, four-star ratings, four-star Baldahar, <laughs> and not following the established processes and so forth. Yes, we have established process, at least I do. Max, you should tell them when they're doing something well. Why? I don't believe in praising people for doing the right thing. I believe in correcting inappropriate actions and praising for going above and beyond only. Why would I praise you for what you're supposed to do? That's like praising someone for breathing or eating. I mean, you don't get a cookie for stopping at a stop sign. You get kneecapped and slashed tires when you don't stop. More time than most people realize, though, goes into these reviews and streams. And more patience than what any uncompensated person should ever need goes into dealing with this guy. And no, I'm not going to let up. No, he's not. No, I'm not. You guys have known me for too long. As is very obvious to all, we're not professional streamers. Streaming and recording is not a full-time endeavor for us. Two of us have full-time jobs, not just full-time jobs, but overtime jobs where 40 hours a week would be a vacation. Yeah. 
Two of us have young children who, as children with good parents, are owed a lot of attention and time. And only two of us, that's not this guy, even <laughs> live in the United States. <laughs> that's so, right. Uh, th this, th this is a stream the first time in years where it's been, it's been intercontinental. Yeah. I, I used to be, go back to like episodes like five and one. Don't look, no, don't look at like don't the look first at one. 30. Don't look at one. <laughs> yeah, don't look at one. But if you go back and look at like episodes, you'll see I'm on all of them. That's when I was living in the States. Anywho, in the end, we do this because we want to, because we really enjoy it. Would it be nice to make money and live in the 80s coke field decadence of the modern YouTube and Twitch personality? Hell yeah. Hook some Caucasian Americans up. What I really want to say is, and this is for everybody, please give Heathen Dog and Garthon as well as Elgarion, Noro, and even Cthulhu-la, your thanks, if for no other reason than for putting up with me. Honestly, I do give them a lot of crap. More importantly, <laughs> please pass the word of Legion of Myth weekly live stream, anime, comics, and games with anyone and everyone who enjoys the genre. Seriously, we'd like to know what you think about the live stream and what you think can be improved, what you'd like to see from us in the future. Post comments on our videos, tweet us, hit us up on Discord, whatever. What anime do you want reviewed? What comic books should Garthon pull? What tabletop or video games do you want to know more about? What news, rumors, or current event items within the genre would you like us to cover? What would you like to see from the Legion Myth weekly live stream? Yes, we stream and discuss what we enjoy, mm. but we also want to discuss what interests you. So please, follow and subscribe, especially today, and donate and cheer to show how much more support. Wow, I can't even talk. And it's the caffeine, man. The ca I'm telling you, my hands are shaking. I don't know if you can see it, but my hands are shaking. Do you even English, bro? Uh, I don't English, bro. <laughs> and donate here to show those guys, because I specifically want to say those guys, even more support. They really do deserve it, and they don't see any of it until my bills are paid. Mm. So from John, Max Liao Shlo, that's me. I am publicly and sincerely thanking Heathen Dog, Garthon, Elgarian, Noro and even Cthulhu again. He's hey, he was on here, did some episodes. It's been several times, yeah. Yeah. You guys don't get this often, and you never will get this often. Mm. But this shout out has been both well earned and deserved. Lastly, and oh. dare I say more importantly, thank you to all you guys, the viewers and listeners. I don't get to come on here a lot to say this, so this I take this opportunity to do it. We love you. We thank you for your time, interest, and your support. And I will unhijack the oh, live stream. And I want to thank Duncan for the for telling us we do a great show. We try, and I'm I'm glad that you think we succeed. All right, but first, we are going to go. We're going into uh, Heathen Dogs Tabletop Gaming Fundamentals for part two of Stargate SG One RPG. Now, uh, in part one, we went over uh, all the classes. All this, you know what? Let's get the particulars first. Uh, the publication date 2003. So this came out 15 years ago. All right, and you probably Can I stop never you for just a second. Did I miss something? Did we not have a winner, or did I miss it? Oh, well, we didn't. Uh, we didn't stop the thing. So see, this is what happens this when I throw happens. you off track. Pick a winner. Yes. Pick a winner. You ready to pick a winner? <laughs> Who's a winner? G Ren. G Ren's a winner. G Ren's a winner. 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 It. You gave us a game. Temporal logic. <laughs> it's not theoretical. It's not hypothetical. It's real. all right, G Ren. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, either set either a whisper on here, or if you're on our Discord, uh, shoot me a mailing address for you, and I will order you a legion. Uh, you pick if you want a Garthon, a Heathen Dog, or a Legion Myth shirt. That's going to be good for you, because uh, he lives in Scotland. Hey, didn't didn't our slide say American residents only? No. 
<laughs> no, it didn't. Yeah, it did. Oh, but it I'll did. do it. Okay. Yeah, I did. I'll do it. <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. So uh, good. Good job, G Ren. Hope you love your shirt, man. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> okay, let's reset this. Bam. There you go. I throw monkey wrenches in everything. Yeah, it's do. my job. You do. Okay. Uh, 15 years ago is when this game came out. It was it was produced by Alderac Entertainment Group, and the price. The PDF you can get from Drive Through RPG for 19.97. The hardcover used on Amazon is 52.87. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> on eBay, the hardcover is you can get for 34.95. If you want, if you want uh, the game like this in pristine condition, as you see the there's no no damage here in pristine condition. Then you can go on eBay and get it in in new or very good condition for $135. Uh, you know, you're not going to have to because if you follow this channel, you get a chance to win it after my segment. So stay tuned for that. Now, let's see what we got here. Skills. I'm talking about skills. Last time I talked about uh, the classes. I talked about the macro specialties, the macro species. And I and I I talked about uh, some st I talked about statistics. Now I'm talking about skills, feats, and gear and resource picks. First is skills. There are two types of people in this world. There are those who are trained and those who are untrained. Well, if you're part of an SG team, you're trained. All right. It's your skills based on your class. It depends on how much how, how much skill points you get. Obviously. I mean, if you're a scientist, you're going to get more skill points than a soldier. All right. That's just the way it is. Soldier. You get four plus your intelligence modifier times four. That's your total skill points to start off with. Total. After that, you get four per level. Scientists, you get eight. Point man, you get six. It, it's all the same multiply in the beginning, but you get four plus your intelligence modifier, eight plus your intelligence modifier, and six plus your intelligence modifier every level after that, after first. First, you get a big jump because you're considered well-trained when you come into the SGC. Now, there's two different types of skills, class skills and cross-class skills. Class skills, it's easy. These are, these are skills closely associated to the class you've chosen to be, so you get them at normal price. One skill point equals one rank in the skill. The max level of the skill is your, your uh, level in that class plus one. Or I'm sorry. Uh, your your the, the max rank is is your level plus three. I, I missed it. So heathen dog, interject question here yeah. real quickly. Shoot. Just you may have mentioned this last time, and I don't remember, and then I'm bad. Yep. But this is just this is based on essentially third edition or 3.5 D and D, right? It's the based on it's based directly from Spycraft 2.0, which is based loosely on 3.5. Loosely. Okay. It sounds very similar. That's why. Yes. I asked. Yes. It's loosely based on on 2.5, but almost entirely based on Spycraft 2.0. Now, cross-class skills are different. Hey, Ravenslayer. Cross-class skills are, are different. They are skills outside of your class's area of expertise, so they cost more. You have to spend more time, so they cost more points. One point equals one-half rank. Now, I put an asterisk there because one-half rank does not mean you are skilled in it. There are skills that you can use trained and skills you can use even if you're untrained. First aid, you can use untrained. You see someone bleeding, you can try and plug the wound, even if you're an EMT or not. You can give it a shot. Probably not going to do great, but you can give it a shot. Piloting an F-16. If you are untrained, 
you don't get to roll for that, man. No one's talking you through that. You're done. What kind of life did you live? I do that every day. I've Stop. never been trained. Stop it. So you have to get a full rank to be considered trained. So spending that point to get a half rank, it, well, it's good for the future when you gain another level. Another half point will get you that one rank, but right now it's worthless to you. And the maximum you can have in a cross-class skill is one half of your level rounded up. So at level one, if you want a cross-class skill, you can get it at rank one. That's it. You can't get it any higher. You can't. Because your level one divided by two is 0.5. Rounded up is one. That's it. Now, example skills, bluff. Uh, this is a short-term con. It's just like any other game. Uh, you bluff by a guard. Uh, uh, you know, bluff your way into a club. You know, stuff like that. Uh, or knowledge of particle physics. This is a, uh, you know, Major Carter type situation. Or Colonel Carter, depending on where you are in the series. And then diplomacy. You know, you meet a, you meet a new culture and you want to get off on the right foot. You have to roll diplomacy to, you know. And if you, uh, they, they, they do have uh, skill synergies. Whereas uh, in the last example where I gave you, if you have diplomacy of five and say uh, Xeno cultures, which is a skill in SG1, Xeno cultures of five, they augment each other and you get a plus two synergy bonus to either role, depending on, on which one is most relevant at the time. So it's good. Now, next we have feats. Feats are the result of hard work or just just natural talent that you have or you have gained through a long career. All right. There are combat feats, basic melee, ranged, and unarmed. Covert feats, gear feats, skill feats, species feats, and style feats. Now, each of them affect the game in different ways. Obviously, combat feats affects... Maxiosa's says combat. Huh? Combat. Oh, Max... Yeah, there you go. Combat. I'm trying not to interrupt you. I'm shaking here. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, uh, covert feats are sneaking around. Gear feats let you let you take more equipment with you on missions through the gate. Uh, skill feats enhance skills that you've bought previously. Skills. Very good. Uh, species <laughs> feats. If you are a non-human, which I which I my, my character is human. So he doesn't get any of those. But species species feats are species specific feats you get for being that. Like for being a Jaffa, you get the having a symbiote feat. That's, you get it. You don't gotta buy it. You just get it. And then there's the style feats. Style feats just set you apart from everyone else. They're 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 more flavor than than uh, more than that they affect gameplay. So would anybody actually ever use them? A style feat? Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to get into why in just a minute. Now, classes and prestige classes. All right. Classes and prestige classes both give you starting feats. When you get, when you start at character level one, class level one, you get all the feats of that first class. You can multi-class all you want after that. You don't get all their starting feats. No. Only the first time you, you single, you, you regular class or the first time you prestige class. And you get a special class core ability. Each class, be it soldier, scientist, scout, explorer, they have a core special ability, which I grouped into feats because, well, you didn't buy it. I mean, it, it was just given given to you because of your training. And you, you, uh, I, I went over some of them uh, in part one, if you want to see part one. Now, character level advancement gives you more feats. Now... Well, you get one extra feat at one, three, at levels, one character levels, one, three, six, nine, 12, 15, and 18. 
Nowhere in the book does it state this. As a matter of fact, in two places in the book, it says, please look, if you, if you wish to know the level advancement procedure, please look at the Spycraft 2.0 Player's Handbook. Well, if you're serious about the game, you'll have Spycraft too. It's, it's, it's one of these charts is all they needed. It's 488 pages of book. You could kill somebody with this book. This is a murder weapon. Look at this thing. This thing is huge. You couldn't fit, you couldn't fit one more table in there? Seriously. Don't worry, don't worry. In the credits, and of course this guy will annotate later on. It'll have the link to the graph you need. And that's the only other thing you need to play this game. It'll give you the link to the graph. Or you can just look at this. And then you got it. Oh, and you get ability advancements. Uh, pretty much like uh, like a D and D, you get them at four, eight, twelve, sixteen, and twenty. All right, now we're gonna go to gear and resource. This is where it differs from Spycraft in quite a in, in uh, quite a few ways, actually. Uh, each class gets gear and resource picks. Now, gear picks and and, and resource points. The, this is extra stuff you want to bring now. The SGC isn't going to send you through the wormhole with just nothing, all right? I mean, every team you see has weapons, they have a helmet, they have binoculars, they have walkie-talkies, they have canteens, they have backpacks, they have, they have MREs, they have basic stuff. You're going to get basic stuff. And depending on your rank, you, you can bring even more stuff. But gear, gear picks, you can bring extra stuff of your choice. Like you want... No, today I think I want to bring a bulletproof vest as well. Well, that's not in your sanctioned bundle, but you can use gear picks to get it. All right. Now, some feats can can affect this. Uh, there, there is a feat called the gear feat, where you get three extra gear picks, and you can pick this feat three times to get up to nine extra gear picks on the beginning of every mission. So you can be loaded up. I mean, I don't know how you could walk with all those RPGs hanging off you, but you can do it. I got my own melt. Yeah, you no. That's resource. That's a resource. Yeah, oh. I get into that. Now, uh, uh, each class gets gear picks at a different rate. A soldier starts at zero. A scientist starts at four. A point man start. A, excuse me. A point man starts at two. Why do I keep my? Oh god. But uh, gear and resources are extra things. You get mission bundles. Like I said, you get the mission bundle. You get what you need to. What the SGC thinks you need to do the mission. The gear and resource stuff is is stuff that uh, that you choose yourself now the difference between gear and resources gear is stuff that you can readily bring along yourself like i want to bring an extra gun or i want to bring an extra grenade you know i want to bring a flak jacket i want to bring uh steel-toed boots you should have those anyway but okay fine a resource pick is something different i want to bring a mount i want to bring a uav i want to bring a zat gun i want to bring a staff weapon i want to borrow that death glider for a minute that takes resource points and you don't get those, well, you do get those, but in very small quantities. Only very high-level characters have enough have enough uh, resource resource points to say, you know what, I want to requisition a death glider. And they'll say, okay. Give you a death should glider. rename that to chutzpah. <laughs> there you go. That could be it. Now, uh, you, get, you get more basic gear the higher rank you are. Okay, and your gear... I mean, your your rank is based on your gear picks. Like I said, point man starts with two. When your class gives you four gear picks, 
Not now. This the the the, the feet gear pick doesn't doesn't affect this. It's your it's your it's your class given gear picks. Reaches four, you get a rank up. Your military rank, you gain rank. When it reaches eight, you get another rank up. That's important. That that becomes important later on. Now, example gear picks. I don't want regular ammo. I want armor piercing ammo, or I want high explosive ammo. You could that you could use your gear picks for that. You want body armor. Well, you get a helmet. Well, I want body armor too. All right, you can use a gear pick, get body armor. Or if you really want that that rocket propelled grenade launcher and you have enough gear picks, that's a lot. If you have enough gear picks, you can get that rocket propelled grenade launcher. Fine. Okay. Great. Now, building a character. I'm going to build a character for you. I'm going to go through the whole steps. Statistics, rolling. I'm going to go through races. This is awesome. Yeah, there you go. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we're going, going through the races, uh, uh, normal and optional races, uh, macro specialties, macro species, class, skills, and feats. Actually, feats should be first because skills should come last. And, and they do in the slides. Don't worry. Now, first, we're going to go to rolling statistics. And what did I get? Well, at first, He's I did I, I did not luck out at first. Uh, as you can see, my, my first attempt at rolling uh, an SGT member went poorly. And normally, normally, in an RPG, I would push through. I would push through this, okay? I would try and make this work. But I don't see anyone recruiting me into the Stargate program with a strength of three, a dex of seven, and an intelligence of five. I don't everybody think, needs a jester. Everybody needs a jester, but I truly don't believe I could be in the military with these stats. I don't think I would pass even the Air Force deadlift standard, which was stupid low. As a side note, I only had to lift ten pounds to have the job I have right now, so maybe you could have. I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't. You know, I'm. I'm afraid to look at, at what <laughs> three is. I'm afraid to look. But okay, so I rerolled. I rerolled the bad ones, and I got thirteen, thirteen, nine. And now I chose as my as my macro specialty, Air Force officer. Now, uh, as one one of the benefits you'll see in my next slide, one of them is you get a plus two intelligence, but a minus two to another stat. So I chose a plus two to obviously to intelligence and a minus two to my strength. So these are my on the right. These are my end stats, and these I consider awesome. These are absolutely workable. 13, 12, and 13, both, all three of those give plus one modifier, and the 17 gives a plus three. I can definitely work with this, and I did. Okay, race. I'm working at first season SG1. That's where I'm building my character. So human was the only choice. The only Jaffa is Teal'c, and there are no other Jaffa. And there are, there are no Ori, there are no Asgard, there are no Tok'ra. There, nobody there. No. Well, I don't want to hear about this game anymore. Then, if I can't be an Asgard. Well, you you can be, but in in the game I'm building this character for, it's season one SG one. So there aren't any yet. And with the macro specialty Air Force, I get the plus two intelligence minus minus two, and I I chose strength minus two to any stat. I chose the strength, and two cross class skills of your choice after after you choose your your class, get to be class skills. So that's good. And pilot is always a class skill. You can just check that right now. If you remember, you still have to have a point in it to use it. It's, it's not usable untrained. But when you do, you, you'll, you'll pay regular price for it. 
And I and inside the Air Force, I chose to be an Air Force officer, which means I get a plus one specialty bonus to pilot skill and bureaucracy skill. And I start as a major, but my first level bonus feat, I chose promotion. It's a style feat, so I choose promotion. So I'm going to interrupt for a moment here. What did Captain Carter do wrong when she started as a captain? Uh, she started at Area 51, I believe. She started at Area 51, and she was transferred to the SGC. She wasn't re- she wasn't uh, recruited by anyone cool. She was just there oh. because she knew about the gate. Yeah, I don't know why. She just okay. May- maybe maybe she had an improper relationship. I don't know what happened to her. But uh, <laughs> everyone, every player character in this game starts off three ranks above minimum rank, always, except for this guy. See that in a minute. All right, now, class. I wanted to go on the officer track, all right? I wanted it. All right, so I decided I wanted to be a point man. Point man starts off with good combat ability, much better than the scientist or the explorer, but not as good as the soldier or the sniper. But still, better than average combat ability right off the bat and has a synergy with officer class because their core ability is to help other people succeed in their roles. To give bonuses to other people's roles. If you can see them or talk to them through the radio. It's great. It really, really synergizes with the officer. Now, and they ha- they start with two gear picks, which uh, with having any combat ability is excellent because you can be uh, a scientist and have four gear picks, but your, your combat and survivability just suck. Just suck. I don't want that. I don't, I don't want to be shot. I want to be team leader, and the, the, the team leader has to be in a firefight, has to cover the scientist. But I love my gear picks, so I chose point man. Now, the officer prestige requirements, what I'm going for in the future. This prestige class. Now, remember, pl- prestige classes are optional, all right? But in my game, guess what? Ha <laughs> ha, they're there. So you have to be at least character level 5, total levels of 5 or more. You have to have a cruise at least 13, a bureaucracy rank of at least 4, a diplomacy rank of at least 8, an intimidate of at least 4, and the feats hardcore and persuasive. I'm on track to make those by level 6, and I will be a full bird colonel by level 4. Why? And now you know why the military is going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> why? Because, uh, because your rank is based on your gear picks, and everyone starts off as a major. All right? I took the feat promotion. You immediately gain one rank. I went from major to lieutenant colonel right away. By the time I get to level four, I will have four gear picks. And that means I will immediately raise a rank again to colonel. But as a point man, as as the first level of any class, like I said, you get all of their class feats immediately. And as a point man, I got armor proficiency light medium. Weapon groups, melee, handgun, and rifle. All right? And my level one feat, obviously, promotion. Why promotion? Well, yeah, I wanted the money, basically. I wanted the money. I, I, I could have, if I, if I took, if I took a hardcore or persuasive instead of promotion, I could have cross-classed one level earlier into officer. Then have to wait until sixth level, and then my seventh level be the first level officer class. But... I wanted the 6th level point man ability, which is two more cross-class skills become class skills. So that's two more skills I don't have to pay double price for. 
That's ma that makes me a much more well-rounded character. And like I said, I was going for team leader, so that's what I was doing. A heathen dog employs proactive promotion seeking. That's exactly right. Oh, that you missed the rest of that conversation. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, 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 improper relationship. Oh, that's not. Well, you may as well answer Duncan Idaho's question as well. Okay, with the unit's goat, goat mascot, what? So, first of all, we were talking about decoys. They give you a brightly colored hat. Oh, right. Yeah, that, that, was, that was the first character before I re-rolled, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that was the decoy. Yeah, okay, I get it, I get it. Sorry, I'm trying not to interrupt you. No, that's you know, fine. That's I'm fine. That's hyper fine. Hyper bouncing right now. All right. Now, skills. This is what I chose. Bluff. Now, leader skills and combat skills. Like I said, he's he's made to be the team leader. Okay. He's probably going to be the higher rank because other people are like, you took promotion? What are you, stupid? No, man. I got a plan. But uh, he's made to be the team leader. So I took bluff, bureaucracy, diplomacy, intimidate. Now, intimidate has two attributes that can modify it. Either strength or charisma. Well, you can probably guess how I'm going to intimidate people having a plus three modifier to charisma. No, probably not that. Oh. I'm not going to Hulk out him. I took pilot one because you know what? I, if I get if I get a specialty bonus in it, dang it, I'm going to be trained in it. Sense motive and computers. You don't need computers. Computers you can use untrained, but I don't like failing simple computer crap in games it's stupid like oh i'm gonna look up my email no you failed to type in your password three times you're locked out are you kidding me some, some <laughs> okay wait, wait, wait. the computer people that i work with do that yeah well guess what they have zero ranks in computer then <laughs> and as combat skills because again i want to be team leader i have to be able to support my team but as a point man i have to be in front so I took hide, listen, move silently, search, spot, and survival. Keep my team alive, keep them from being ambushed, uh, keep them hidden from the enemy, and first aid in case they are, well, hurt. I wanted to be able to be a little better than just, I'll apply, I'll apply pressure to the wound and cross my fingers, then untrained. Now, the, all, of the, all of the parentheticals refer to my... Uh, my uh, uh, slide that I made with the character sheet filled in. I forgot the specialization bonus for bureaucracy. And I forgot the specialization bonus for pilot. So it's wrong, but it's wrong and not in my favor. Uh. All right. So let's take a look at it and I will even embiggen it. There we go. Ooh. Now, even now you still may not be able to read everything. But this is what a character sheet looks like. Now, the important thing, the reason I, I put the character sheet on here is because of page two. Page two uh, clearly shows your, all your operational gear and personal belongings. But on the top right, it gives you a list of all the possible combat actions that anyone can do in the game. All right. This frees up the GM so much time explaining all your combat option. Uh, uh, diving for cover. That's covered in here. Suppressing fire, covered in here. Burst fire, covered in here. Uh, aiming, covered in here. Uh, partial cover, three-quarter cover, half cover, full cover. All of that is covered. Movement action, splitting movement, charging. All of that is on each player's character sheet. So they don't have to keep bugging the GM. They can just look, okay, I want to do this, this, and this, and this is what it does. Great. Great. 
I usually have to make character sheets that have that stuff on it. But this one has it natural. Now, what are we going to do today? We're going to giveaway again. That's right. We're going to do another giveaway. And we're going to do this right now. You're going to type in exclamation point. Not yet. Not yet. Wait till it opens. Wait till it opens. It's not open yet. Exclamation. So what will you while you're doing that and trying to figure out what you're going to type? Oh, it's going to be that. SG one. Bam! There it is. It's open. If you want to win, if you want to win this game, you follow the channel. You follow the channel. You wait three seconds, and then you type in exclamation point SG one to enter, and you will get a free PDF version of this book. Now, while that's happening, Max Al said he had a question. Well, I have two things. First of all, Baldahar, quit, quit trying to set me up because I'm going to say something stupid, and I, I no. Secondly, uh, <laughs> uh, one of the things I, uh, you talked about last week, and I remember you talked to or two weeks ago, and you talked to me about a long time ago because we were talking about a different game, is the whole notion of how this game handles, was it stamina and uh, mm. basically SDC and MDC. Is how vitality I and wounds. Points. Okay, so vitality, vitality and wounds. wounds. Yes. Where, yeah. where the vitality side of it is more you're tired. You weren't actually hit by a bullet, but in order to right. not be hit by a bullet, it took this much like exhaustion from you. Right. See, the idea behind vitality and wounds, instead of just straight up hit points, is that if someone hits you and with, with an M16 and they roll max damage, in the real world, you died. You just died. Even if they hit you in the shoulder, your arm is blown off. You're done. So to get around that, what they did now, like now, ju just like Max Lau said, Palladium got there decades first with the idea of SDC and hit points. But the idea behind vitality and wound points, your wound points are your constitution and it almost never changes. Feats can change it. Circumstance can change it. But it doesn't go up with your level. Your vitality goes up with your level. Now, your vitality is, is the measure of physical and, and mental stamina you have left. The difference between a 17th level character and a 1st level character getting hit with an RPG is drastic. The reason being is because a 17th level character has, say, 90 vitality, and a 1st level character has, say, 10. So it's more of an intuition, sees it coming yes. quicker. And yes, okay. it's reaction time, intuition, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, state of mind. To be able to uh, instinctively hide for uh, jump for cover or duck or dodge or dive or weave or duck or whatever, <laughs> and that burns away your vitality. Once your vitality is burned away, you're physically or mentally exhausted. That next hit actually hit you. Until that point, you were not really hit. Now you're really physically wounded. So in this game contact poisons or injectable poisons you have to burn through the person's vitality or sneak up on them from behind because there are there are times where damage goes directly to wounds if you're unconscious if you're if you're incapacitated if you're caught completely by surprise any damage goes completely to wounds so now raven's lair just discovered how to double his vitality points throw that red shirt in front of me yep that that that, that gives you actually you know that 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 doubles your damage resistance he's a he's a bullet absorber 
So that that's how that works. Now, now the thing about palladium, and this is an argument, but just to show that there's a nuanced difference there, and I actually sure. like this system for SG1 a little better, is in palladium, if you suffer with, I think it's like 80% of your hit point damage, you can actually suffer things like psychosis, permanent damage, yeah. even though it permanent didn't go damage. into full hit points. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's almost guaranteed that, if it goes into hit points. That is optional, though. That is an optional rule. In, 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 the, in the palladium, the original palladium game, it is an optional rule, but... You know, I'm playing so long, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, j j sure. just uh, j just like uh, a lot of the stuff in uh, TMNT, a lot of the really bad stuff in TMNT is an optional rule, but you use them all the time, and uh, I use them all the time in in uh, Palladium games as well. Arms and equipment guy, man, that turns a game from hit points and <laughs> to just death. Just you're just dead. Exactly right. All right, let's see how right. this uh, how this giveaway is going. All right. Remember, guys, more followers, subscribers, exactly. bits, donations, and so forth equals more prizes. Exactly. We got right now zero subscribers. When that hits five subscribers, when that hits five, we immediately have a $20 giveaway. Did you mention to them the uh, the awesomeness of being a Twitch Prime, not Twitch Prime, Amazon oh, Prime? Oh, that's right. If you have Amazon Prime already and you link your Twitch account, you get to sub a channel a month for free. So if you have Amazon Prime, Link your Twitch account to it and give us a sub. I'll dig this counter up. When this counter goes to five, all subs get in the giveaway to get a free game. Mm -hmm. When it gets to 10, they get another free game. When it gets to 25, show off. When it gets to 25, they get the video, they get to try and get the video card. Yay. So far, no one has come up. I mean, if you want a chance at this, we don't have a lot of subscribers. We're, we're, we're a pretty small channel. So even if you call your friends right now, tell them to get on Twitch and, and pop down their, their free Twitch Prime subscription to get this thing to five, odds are you're probably going to win. So there you go. So let's see what happened with this giveaway. Who won this one? Oh, entries have stopped. Ooh. Duncan, Duncan Idaho. Idaho. Duncan Idaho wins a free copy of Stargate SG-1 PDF from DriveThruRPG. Everybody type in hacks now because we know he did. Uh, okay. Yep, everyone do it. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Congrats, Duncan Idaho. Congratulations. Okay, now. That's all I got for my uh, tabletop gaming fundamentals for SG-1. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Did I forget something? Hey, don't forget to watch part one before you say I forgot something. Universal laws for lackeys. Thank you, Bala. Context. At least somebody listens to me. Kings. That's right. That's right, Duncan. <laughs> Context is for kings. Oh, uh, uh, Max Leal can't hear that. But uh, that that's uh, that's Duncan Idaho's personal SFX. Anyway, uh, yeah, go ahead and throw it in chat. Or if you watch this on YouTube, throw it in the comments. And I will, I will have discourse with you. Unless you're an obvious troll. Then I'll tell you to go back under your bridge. Okay. Now, don't miss an episode, especially now following i i i'm not below saying hey uh i am uh twitter you know you know uh text your friends right now tell them to get on twitch follow tell them to tell them to get their amazon prime subscription to go ahead and bam subscribe because when this counter hits five giveaway happens counter hits 10 giveaway happens counter hits 25 the big giveaway happens and there's right. definitely still time. We have two full segments left. Yes, we got we got time. We got time. And of course, if you watch this on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe and click the notification button so you know when new stuff drops. 
Raven's Lair said he just gave us one. It should have. It should have had an. Should have had an. I thought alert. he. I thought he was already a subscriber. Yeah, you were was already on, a subscriber. Was, yeah, you were he was already, on the list. Yeah, he was on the list already. You were already a subscriber. We're talking on this stream. This stream. Yeah. Sorry, Raven's Lair, but we do appreciate it because you do. did yes. give us. Yes, and and uh, and for the subscriber only giveaway on the guaranteed subscriber only giveaway in this episode, you get to you get to go in. You get to get in because you're already a subscriber, so you get to get in on that forty dollars Steam game. You get it. Well, you can get it for free. All right. Let's move on. Uh, you can see all of my other segments, Heathen Dogman, anime and RPG segments on YouTube. Uh, and my team-ups on Twitch and YouTube with uh, uh, Garthon, uh, Neverwinter, and Star Trek Online. All of my past streams. And, of course, my Monday stream, uh, Soma, where I am Simon, who had his brain scanned and then woke up in the machine body 200 years in the future when the Earth was destroyed by natural catastrophe. And So you're playing yourself. Yeah, yeah, basically that, basically that. Yeah, it's a it's it's a game that 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 proves uh, rich eccentric people's theory that we are already living in a matrix. Oh, there you go. No accountability, then. Awesome. Yep, there it is. <laughs> and now it is time for Max Leal's celestial wisdom. Take it away. Hello, Legionnaires. This is Max Leal from Legion of Myth. That's the second of three times you're going to hear that today. <laughs> And today, I'm going to talk to you about four games that I uh, received free keys from developers or publishers. And uh, we're going to go through, I, I don't have the order here because I was supposed to do that and I never listened to what Heathen Dog says. So I'm going to go through uh, what uh, the game that uh, I have the most hope for, the game that uh, disappointed me the most. Oh, now I see it. The worst game and my favorite game. And we're going to give two of them away. Two. So... I wonder which ones it's going to be. It's going to be the worst or most disappointing, right? Yep, definitely. That's how I do things here. That's it. Because so, you're right. a bad person, just to the core. You're rotten. I'm, a bad, you're I'm rotten. bad to you guys, not to them. No, you're rotten, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm a mean one. Okay, so we're going to start off right off the bat. And we're going to start with Mercury Fallen, which is the game I am the most hopeful for. Ooh, hope. So... What is Mercury Fallen? Yet again, I did not listen to Heathen Dog and I did not get the single developer's name, but it is being developed by one individual person whose name starts with Tim. Somebody can go to Steam and look it up. And you'll see it there. Uh, it's an the, early the access. Link is, the link is right here, so you can look that up right now. Yes, yeah, I, I give all the tools to people. There you go. <laughs> it is a, 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 I don't want to call it simple, but it is a simple survival or base management game, kind of in the same vein as uh, Oxygen Not Included or RimWorld but in a much simpler format. But I will tell you, don't, I'm skipping ahead, but don't take it too simply because I, uh, I, I, I died twice the last two times I played it. Uh, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but what you do in the game is you control crew like you would in say RimWorld or Oxygen, not, can't talk, Oxygen not included. And you order them to do tasks, research, and so you can survive. Right now, the game is $14.99, and it has positive reviews on Steam. So what is the game not? Well, first of all, it's not Oxygen Not Included, and it's not RimWorld. It doesn't have that kind of development team or years behind it. But it is in the vein of those games, and I'll tell you right now, I had fun in it. Even with its limited capability, I had fun with it, which leads into also it's not a complete game yet. For example, what is still to come is topside planetary exploration, which intrigues the living heck out of me because 
I don't even know how he's going to incorporate that or what it's for. It has me so intrigued with that because the underground excavation is already fun because you have to excavate, you have to research, you have to build living spaces and so on and so forth. He's also going to add in story driven missions, which kind of implemented now. They've got these little data things that you can read and gives you a little story, but I guess those are going to turn into missions. So yes, Duncan Idaho put it in there. Tim Pelham, one man operation is called Nitrous Butterfly, which That's is right. the developer and Mr. Pelham, I'm not going to give it away yet. So what this game needs, and which would make it, I don't want to call it the perfect game, but which would make it a very successful game, in my opinion, is it needs an end game goal or survival challenge. Much like if you've ever seen Imperial Galactic Survival, kind of once you have that base built, surviving's easy. Now, with that said, this is what I was alluding to before. Uh, I killed off two crews the last two times I played the game because the game seemed overly simple. Not the first time I played it. I'm talking like, oh, yeah, I remember playing this. Okay, everything's going well, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, just they started starving and dying because I wasn't paying attention. So even when you think you're doing well, pay attention. They might starve and die. Whoops, my fault. So if they can add in some sort of end game goal or survival challenge, I think the game would effectively be complete along with the other stuff that they're mentioning for the game itself. So that is... Uh, that's, well, yeah, that's, that's it for this one. I'm trying to keep these short. These are not full reviews. Okay. So with that said, it is time uh -oh. to give away a copy of Mercury Fallen. So thank you to Tim Pelham, because he gave me a key to give to you. So you need to type in, bang, I'm sorry, he doesn't want me saying that, exclamation point Mercury to enter this giveaway. There you go, done. Now, what, what was what was your favorite part of this game? I mean, you said it was like Oxygen Not Included and like RimWorld, but it's a one, it's a one man band, so mm -hmm. so you're you're not you're not going to get the same polished feel. But what would you like right. more about this than the others? I like that it took kind of a little bit different take in the fact that you're ex excavating the area, building your rooms, uh, rooms, not rooms, and uh, as you excavate, you find story. You find rare objects. You find crew members until you get to cloning. I mean, they're like in pods there. Oh, they're um, in like like a cryopods or something? Yeah, yes, oh, okay. yes. So uh, you can expand your base that way. And is if you ever played the old game Dungeon Keeper or something, that's kind of how you're excavating out. So you make your base the way you want to. So what the quick version of the story is, is you were supposed to come here and live. Something went wrong. You woke up and the base was destroyed, like cave-in or destroyed or oh, just wasn't okay. fully built or something. And you're like, uh-oh, we're going to die. We don't want to do that. So um, also sometimes, what's that? I got to build a house. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're underground to start, so that's good. At least you got that. But uh, yeah, um, I sometimes like the simpler games. Don't get me wrong. I like the complexity of, of a rim world or even O&I as is. It gets more and more expansive. But I also sometimes like the, the simpler versions of those games. But don't, again, <laughs> don't take it for granted. And All right, our, who we get? Our winner is Ravenslayer. Ravenslayer. There you go. You get it. Ravenslayer. Hey, go, go ahead and uh, whisper your information to uh, Legion of Myth and Twitch. And, well, I, uh, I, can I can just send it to Ravenslayer. If you want me no. to, I can just send it to you on Twitch because I, I think we're friended. Oh, okay. Uh, then, yeah, then, then he, he can go ahead and whisper you the key right right now if you want it but uh, i don't have it up it'll be okay after. okay it'll be all accounts will be settled after the stream so he will go ahead and uh and give you that uh that steam key and you can go ahead and download and play that game that's awesome all right you know, for the 80 people on facebook that said they were going to be here <laughs> i know they're not yeah and uh we have our next game our next game is the game that disappointed me the most oh 
You didn't make me mad. You disappointed me. So sad. So this game is Project Aura. So what is Project Aura? It's another base improvement or management type game. See a theme? I kind of like those types yeah, of games. I see that. Uh, so the game is currently for $20, $19.99, and has mostly positive reviews on Steam. Don't understand that, but all right. What I liked about it at first was it had this interesting twist. It wasn't just build this, it performs that, you're done. It, the early game, it introduced you well, where you had your buildings, but then you put a supervisor in it. And then you kind of created the management style of the building. You hired your couple of employees or specialists, I think they were called, almost in the form of an org chart. Not even almost, in the form of an org chart, mm. which just put your supervisor in, drag this is what I want you to do. Here are my two people that work in that little factory, my little, you know, two little people that work over in this resource side, and all of a sudden you're crafting. So it had a, a, almost a, a real-world management type feel to it while still having you know, the video game side of it. Sure. And, and I really did enjoy that. However, the management failed somewhere. So what ended up happening, oh my God, what was the analogy I used earlier with you? Oh, the, the, the baking. Yeah. Imagine you have one oven, but that oven can make a lot of stuff, right? Sure. And you need to bake some bread or you need to bake a pizza. But in order to do that, you have to make the pepperoni from scratch. You have to uh, make the crust from scratch. You have to melt the cheese. And all that has to be done in the oven. However, they use similar resources. So that means you have to shut off the cheese so you can make the crust. Then you have to turn on the cheese so you can make the saucer or whatever. I, I know it doesn't make sense, but no, whatever. But not, you, no, you, for, for, for simplicity's sake, to make the sauce, you need to use the blender. But to use the blender, you have to shut off the oven, which is, yes. which is melting the cheese. So, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. And in the early game, that's not such a problem because you have like one building you're concerned with and you're making like five things. Hmm. But when, as you build up and you need more and more and you're doing recycling and, and you honestly are, you're recycling stuff to make different resources and you're harvesting to get other resources and then you have to put it in the smelter and you have to, uh, or whatever the buildings are called. Ah, I don't have time for all this. It, the game does not ever end the micromanagement. And since one of the character specialties in the game is a supervisor, what the hell is the supervisor doing? I mean, you actually have to select a supervisor for each building. And then Dude, he does your nothing. Job. And then he, and he sits there and does nothing. He sits there and collects it. And he literally does nothing because it's not like he's making anything. You can't just put a supervisor in there and hope that, you know, it's going to engineer something. Nope. He's sitting there writing the admin reports or something. But yeah, it, it just, it turned into a micromanagement hell. And it, and it so bothered me because I loved the way the game started. And I had such hope for this game. Hell, it was some of my best videos, according to at least viewers and likes and comments and so forth. But now, so who's this game for? Well, quite simply, a micromanager, you can read it there, who wants to pause the game and control every part of every segment of the production of every widget. No, it's a union <laughs> shop. Yes, Raymond's Lair, Raymond's Lair says it's a union shop, and that's, that sounds exactly right. Yes. So uh, everybody knows where their line stops, and if that other person there doesn't get done. But, I mean, can't they at least flip a switch? So, so there should be a little more automation. With that, I would have absolutely loved this game because I like the style of it. So, anywho, that's Project Aura, my most disappointing of the free games. But I do have an honorable mention for this one. Yes, you do. And that's Surviving Mars. Now, Surviving Mars was by Paradox Interactive, or Hamimont Games, really, but Paradox Interactive, who makes such games as the Battletech game, publishes such games as the Battletech game, yeah. Crusader Kings, I know Garthon likes, Europa Universalis, Stellaris, which I know Heathen Dogs played. Sure. A lot of those big games. 
So you think that this would be awesome. I was so happy to get a key from a publisher of that size. Problem with uh, uh, Surviving Mars is that you play through it once, it's fun. Play through the second time, a little repetitive, even though you can choose a different quest. Play through the third time, you're just doing the same thing over and over again. The only challenge is how hard it you make for yourself by I'm gonna start in a crater, so I have no resources. Yeah. Or, or I'm gonna I'm gonna increase the the bombardments of asteroids, or or I'm, I'm gonna yes. increase the number of storms I get per year. You know that's so it's that's really the replayability. The yeah. Exactly. The replayability is what just so disappointed me about that game. Other than that, I really did like it. Okay. So. All right. All right. You know, you, you know the whole sandwich thing, right? You you put the good things at the end and the horrible things in the middle. Right. Well, we're still in the middle, and now the worst game that i received a free key for tech wars online i think it is online i never played it online what is the game it is a tactical mech combat game my name is max liao or my handle is max liao you gotta know i like tactical mech combat that's that's the whole point of max liao i'm a battletech fan from since it was battle droid so if there's a mech game mecha game whatever i try to play it now it's a relatively cheap game. It's five bucks and it gets mixed reviews on Steam, which I think is high. And it's a grind fest if you can get it that if you can get that far. I mean that's like the longevity of the game is the grinding. What isn't this game? Well, it's not a tactical mech combat game. <laughs> it's got a couple of little tweaks in there where you turn your armor this way or turn your armor that way and you soak up some damage and you can upgrade some whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm having some cognitive dissonance now. The, it is a tac, It is a tactical mech combat. It's not a tactical mech combat. Yeah. This this is the loop that I'm trying to put you in to prove you're a robot. Oh my god! Don't do that. So, <laughs> so it is a yeah. It, it is not BattleTech at all. It's not anything. There uh, and I'll get to that in a second. So it's definitely not worth 4.99 either. If you told me this is a free-to-play mobile app, I would actually say not a bad game. I mean, simplistic, but not a bad game. But for five dollars on Steam. Uh-uh. So what did I enjoy about this game? Well, I always enjoy receiving a key from a developer, so I do have to thank them for sending me the key. Uh, next, I enjoyed uninstalling the game because <laughs> I certainly didn't enjoy playing it, and I hope that I'm going to get a bunch of enjoyment out of telling you, do not buy this game. I, I can't. There, there is a Tech Wars Online 2. I didn't look at it at all. No, didn't play Just, it. Can't, can't say anything about it. Yeah, can't say anything nice. Don't say anything at all either, right? Nope. Well, that's not me. So what what should you do now? If, my God, I was looking for a mech game, and I was hoping Max Liao, people would tell me a good mech game. Yeah, go play Mega Mech. Download Mega Mech, play that, and you actually have the real tabletop rules of Battletech at your fingertips for free. 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 And it's a better game because Wait, it's is it is it only for tablets and phones and whatnot? Mm -mm. Well, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a Java game, so... I always played it on PC. Okay. All right. And there are modifications to Mega Mech also where you can join these little groups and actually have interstellar wars and so forth. I never got involved with that. I just played the battle okay. tech portion. Understood. So. Understood. All right. So I don't want to talk about the game anymore. Move, move the slide. Okay. I'm, I'm, we're, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Now, because of the sandwich, we got to talk about my favorite game, the game I most enjoyed. It was close. I got to tell you it's close. So I'll get to that. Oh, wait. At the stop. End. Stop. Raven's Lair has an important question for you. Which right. version of Battletech is your favorite? And I think I can say 3024. So close. 
325. 325. Darn it. Yeah. Oh, I was right. I was right away. I was right close. 324 still within the third success or second succession. Or, oh my God. I might got too much caffeine in here. The third succession where it's in the low between the third and fourth succession where. Okay. So, but when you say which version of Battletech, it's the original just after Battle Droids to Battletech where there aren't clan anythings and no XL nothings. It's pure tactical Battletech where the games actually take a while and are fun. But don't get that's another rant. That's no another more rant. rant. Let's stop it. Let's stop yep. it. We'll get on later. All right. So, Tempest Cinema. But, but I do want I do want to say about Mega Mech. You can play in any version you want. They keep up to date with the rules. So, um, so Tempest Citadel. What is? It's a squad and base management game. Uh, in the vein of are you ready? Ready, Heathen Dog? In the vein, vein of, of XCOM. XCOM. Yep. Yes. But that's where it ends, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be saying XCOM a lot. Yes, I, I tried to stop it from doing that, but this is gonna happen. So this is gonna happen to us. Yes. So, so it's a commander-oriented RTS game where XCOM is a tactical move your move your person here, get Overwatch on and so forth. That isn't what Tempest Citadel is. It's a commander. You're the commander. You tell your troops what to do. You do have some functionality. Is in you can tell them to focus fire or spray and pray. There's always a balanced option also. Yeah. Uh, you can tell them to be aggressive or step back. You can put them in formations. You can even split them into fire teams and send one formation with one set of rules this way and one set with rules going that way. But, but yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, 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 the reason I have interrupting is because I've seen you play this game so much and I, I love this mechanic. You know, uh, after, after you hit go, after you've given all these orders and hit go, what happens? Well, two things. When I play, I hit go and I just wait for the battle to finish. But Which, you can technically pause the game and give them a couple different orders. I just the battles are so quick, I don't bother. I just figure, up. I, I we died. Yeah, thirty <laughs> seconds is a long battle. Yes, yes, it is. So that leads into what this game is. Oh, I'm sorry, I got to tell you, it's twenty dollars, nineteen ninety nine on Steam, and it's mixed reviews. The mixed reviews, though, nine times out of ten, are because they're comparing it to XCOM. So what does it say at the top of that slide? Realistic expectations makes this an amazing yes. game. What is this game not? It is not XCOM. There you go. It is not a triple A game either. It's a small development team. And while the story is good, it's not Nebula award winning writing. Yeah. It's, but it's an indie game. It's good. So, so what did I enjoy about it? Well, it had diverse gameplay. It has base building. It has story. It has squad building, which I actually wanted to say last because there's more to it than that. It has combat. And I'd say that probably the most important feature of it is the squad building. You know, if you want to go into a battle with three medics, you might not win that one. No. If you go into a battle that you're fighting one nasty and you're all running around with uh, AOE uh, weapons, probably not going to do so well. That's the one where you want to take four snipers. On the flip side, you got four snipers, tell them to be aggressive, and you're fighting 30 enemy, might not go so well for you. Oh, no, no, no. Four of the enemy are definitely going to die. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but all four of your guys definitely gonna get that too. Right. So it's about the loadouts. Now, if you play on the easy, I gotta tell you, if you get the game and you play on easy, it really almost doesn't matter. You're just playing for the story. Hmm. These things kick in as you play on the harder modes, and do they ever kick in? And and it's a, it's a more strategic squad planning game than it is anything else and your squads will get hurt like XCOM your squads will get hurt you'll have to put them back in cryo freeze and hopefully you've leveled up more than just one person because otherwise good luck so um the simplified combat that we already kind of talked about will still be meaningful uh, immediate decision effects now I am prone to like our liking RPGs 
where I want, when I make a decision now, five years from now, it comes back and remember when you said blah, 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 well, I'm coming to kick you in the face. Well, every now and again, I like a game that just gives me instant gratification. And that's how the decisions are in this game. Sir, I can either kill half the people that we can't rescue now and get some uh, bio out of them for research, or we can have them suck up our power and hopefully we can resurrect them later. <laughs> They're dead already. <laughs> like, and I get some bio, yay! Or it might suck up some energy, but I uh, now have more crew later in case mine get wiped out. And morale might, might be a little better. Oh, uh, that's actually in there. That's you watched yeah. the video, didn't you? Yes. Uh, so, because because it does mention morale as well. Mm -hmm. So you have immediate decision effects and there are more effects like that as the game goes on. Uh, and lastly, I got to thank Simon, his communication with the community that he had, whether it was on steam, on Twitter, in emails, so forth, was amazing. He was involved with this community and took suggestions wonderfully. So who is this game for? This game is for a more casual, uh, yeah, casual XCOM experience. It's not going to be a tactical shooter. If you want XCOM, don't play it. But if you want an XCOM light game or, uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Yes. And as the next one says, it's for someone not expecting XCOM 3. Right. So with that said, I do want to mention my honorable mention because this one almost won. And the only reason Tempest Citadel won was because this game, Robothorium, is still in early access. Oh. Uh, Robothorium actually got some of my highest views on Twitch. That's because it's it's a it's it's simple to it's simple to follow. You can jump in at any time and follow it as as a as a Twitch watcher, and mm -hmm. uh, it's has built in Twitch uh, watcher. Uh, mm -hmm. What do you call it? Um, interaction. So they, they, you can vote for some of the actions. Like I was playing in my streams, kill all humans. Well, every now and again, well, Baldahar always voted for the kill all yeah, humans. But, but some other people are like, no, I want you to be nice to them. And I'm and like, no. Oh, you don't have a choice. What, who, right? the, the, the actual viewers can make your choice for you. Then you just got to run with it. Yep, exactly. So that, that was actually pretty fun. So, And if you, the best way I can explain the game in quick terms, because this is just an honorable mention, is it's a combination of kind of a JRPG style with star crawlers, if you saw that game. But you're playing as robots. But so. Ravenslayer says like Looter Kings. No, it's similar to Looter Kings. Looter Kings gives you buffs and debuffs from mm -hmm. the Twitch viewers. These Twitch viewers can actually dictate your decisions. Same, same concept, though. But and instead concept. of typing in whatever Looter King said, you only have to type in one, two, or three. Yeah, yeah, it's very simple. <laughs> so, Are we good? All right. Well, because this is such an awesome game, and Simon was such an awesome person to, oh, to us, to Legion of Myth, um, we're going to give a copy away for free. All right. So thank you, Simon, from Artform Games. So there you go. Damn. Type in exclamation point Tempest to... Earn or win. It's not really earn because you know typing isn't work. I type, well, no, no. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Say that to personal assistants everywhere. Huh? You get smacked. Mm -hmm. You get smacked in the face with a high heel. You don't want that. <laughs> I work with a lot of them, so I can't say anything negative. There you go. But uh, yeah, if you're watching now, go ahead and give a follow. Three seconds later, type in exclamation point Tempest. You can win this game, and you know it's good because Max Liao. He's he's a curmudgeon. He was he's born I hate that everything. Way. He hates everything. He loves this game. So, yeah. Uh, Raven's there doesn't want it because it's not his flavor. Oh, and Baldahar already owns it. He bought yep. it on summer sale. Well, See, but I convinced Baldahar to buy it. That's you did convince Baldahar to buy it. That's right. You did. Yep. You watched true. me play. That's true. 
this is one of those games that I, it definitely isn't for everybody, but is absolutely worth a shot. Like you, people really should try it if they're into this type of game uh, at all. I bought it because Max streamed it. See right there. Oh, we're gonna put that. We're gonna put that in like gold letters. <laughs> yeah, it helped that the dev stopped it. Yeah, uh, for the couple of the streams, the dev did did uh, did stop in and uh, talk with everybody. So that was nice. That was real nice. Yes. But any uh, questions you guys have for the I, game? Oh, I sorry. have one. Robothorium and and Tempest Citadel are so different. Mm -hmm. How did they? How did they? How did they get so neck and neck with each other? Uh, Robothorium was just so much fun to interact with people. I, I just like the way the game went. See, you remember Starcrawlers when I streamed that and played yeah, that? Sure. Um, I, I like games like that where you go from room to room. Yeah, dungeon, so old, old dungeony stuff. Yeah, it's really a JRPG in disguise. Yeah. Uh, with yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I like I like that type of game and Robothorium for a, a small development team or maybe even an individual one there put it together so well. Plus that Twitch interaction was just amazing. I had a I had a lot of fun. I mean, I can't tell you all the nuances because I haven't played it since then, but I remember to this day still having a lot of fun. I remember you guys having fun watching it. Yeah. Um, the only reason it didn't win is because it's still in early access. Like, I had them side by side. It was a coin flip, but I was like, you know what? Robothorium still could go bottoms out. Yeah, yeah. Could, so, could still take a wrong turn. Yep. So that was, that was like the deciding factor. Otherwise, I kind of was like, can I have two best games? <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. I know because right. best means one. All right, we are going to push on. We're going to pick a winner. Let's see who's going to win. Tempest Citadel. Who's going to win it? Yeah, you can't win it. Stop it. You can't win it. Boom. Who's going to win? G Red wins again. G Red wins getting everything. What the hell? He gets a shirt <laughs> and a game. Wow. I think his, he's won more than he's donated. Congratulations, G. Congratulations, G. Ren. Again, uh, you've you've already you've already whispered, you've already done that, you did all that good stuff. Then we will settle up all scores at the end of the show. I, I did see that he friend invited me on Discord. I'm not in Discord right now, but I'll get uh, we'll do all the information over Discord once uh, the stream's over. Excellent, excellent. Okay, now of course. Following right now is very important. You can't you can't win any of these prizes without following. And of course, our, uh, our our final prize that's guaranteed. You can't win without subscribing. That's right. It's a subscriber only prize. It's a I really hope it's not the final prize. Come on, guys. <laughs> I know. I know. We get five more subscribers. We get another prize. All right. Call your friends. Text them. Do whatever you do. Whatever you gotta do. Get get them on here. Get them to subscribe. We want to give away a twenty dollar game. We want to give away a thirty dollar game. I would. I can live with giving away a $270 video card. I can live with that. <laughs> All right. Have you ever so, finished the Outlaw Barbarian type single player game? Outlaw Barbarian type. What game was that? Is that a game I was playing? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I like Duck Duck and Idaho's Batman rap. It's pretty good. But uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please go ahead and subscribe and hit the notification button so you know when one of our new videos drop. A lot barbarian. You know, I, I've played so many games, Raven Lair, that uh, honestly I don't remember until I hear the name. I apologize. But uh, for Duncan Idaho, I run Legion of Myth and I'm going to do what the hell I want. And I don't know Batman or comic books at all because I don't like them. But hey, you know, Garth does. And I watch his anime or his comic book pulls and I know that navel gazing is what I'm supposed to do with Batman. Because I'm Batman. 
Okay. Wow. Hope he's not. Hope he doesn't watch this. All right. Uh, you can see Max Liao streaming on Thursdays. Uh, it's variety. He's done uh, lately. He's done Guild Wars two. He's done what else? What if I'm gonna? I don't know what. Oh, uh, so you want me to talk about myself? Well, yeah. Go ahead. Tell what what okay. you what you streamed so, so far. Max Liao streams. That's me. I stream on Thursdays. Uh, right now, I'm doing Thursdays and Fridays. It's still working out for me, even with the job situation. Um, Grim so Dawn. Thursday, You've done Grim Dawn as well. I've done what? Grim yeah, Dawn. Well, they, they, yeah, uh, it might have been Grim Dawn. If that's the case, uh, I didn't complete it. I kind of stopped it because the streams went from having 20 to 30 people to having three to four people, and I figured nobody was interested anymore, so I stopped. Oh. Uh, I guess zombie power was too much for them. But uh, anyway, so on Thursdays, I stream a variety. I don't have anything in particular right now that I'm looking at. We were doing Guild Wars 2 for a little bit. But again, we went from having a bunch of it's like after like two or three times I play a game, people stop watching. So I try to move on to another one. I just don't know what to play right now. What do you guys want to see? Yeah, I'm open to suggestions as long as it's not a platformer or first person shooter, because I can't keep those family friendly. No, he um, can't. He can't. Yeah, he I spent to. $60 on a fighting game and then I'm not allowed to play it anymore. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That was the Dragon Ball one, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I, I was told I'm not allowed to play that game anymore. No. So at least not on stream. No. So anyway, what do you want to see? Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Put it in the comments below. Go Come to our Discord. Whatever. So let me know what you want to see. And if I own it, I'll play it. If I don't own it, well, we'll see. Okay. Uh, on Fridays, we're playing Looter Kings with Noro, Heathen Dog, and hopefully Algarian soon. Pretty and soon. hey, Next few days. He, Heathen Dog, you can play single player and level up your character. Yes, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Well, don't get too far because we're still going to be behind you. And Elgarian's still level zero, so... Uh, yeah. Too, too bad. He, he, he shouldn't have broke his computer. <laughs> there you go. It's Elgarian's fault, and it's Elgarian's fault we can't get past floor two. That's right. So, um, now, one of the things I've been working on, I've been threatening this a lot, and I'm trying to find a way to put it together. You can actually see it on YouTube right now. We'll get to that a little bit. I have a couple episodes there. But I'm trying to do some tabletop RPG commentary. I'm getting back into the genre, which I will explain again coming up here. So, But I have, like... What was that 40 billion and two things mm -hmm. that that i've got rolling around through my head and like i was telling heathen dog it's like having cable tv when you have three channels you can always find something to watch because even if it sucks you just watch it but when you have all these channels there's nothing on tv there's nothing good nothing good well i'm having the same problem i i've got all these things i want to talk about and just just pick one and go no you pick one and i'll talk about it i don't care if it's about what do you think of uh, 3.5, you know, D&D, &D or oh, 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 what about Gnome Paladins? Don't get me on that one. Um, hey, uh, I'm in this game and I have a character idea, or whatever. Or do you know anything about the Palladium system? Well, I'll say watch Heathen Dogs videos for that. But the point is, is I do have a lot of experience in the gaming realm. I'd like to know what you'd like to see for me, because I can talk to myself whenever I want. Talking to you, I want it to be interesting to you. All right. So, and yeah, I love to rant. I love to does. rant. He does. He does. Well, thank you very much. And those are Max Liao segments and hopefully his future YouTube segments. Uh, normally, RNG is where one one or both of the hosts has something they want to say, something during the week that either piqued their interest, irked them, or they thought was interesting. This week, we have Max Liao with his, some more celestial wisdom talking about demi-humans versus humans in a traditional RPG fantasy. And I believe this is going to get weird. All right, thank you very much, Heathen Dog. So, everyone is probably used, I didn't do my Hello Legionnaires thing. Haha, <laughs> I lied to you earlier. You did. Everyone is probably used to the family friendly streams from Garthon and Heathen Dog. You know, I have to tell you, I'm not so good with that premise, but I'm going to try, which is why I cut out a lot of what I wanted to talk about. 
<laughs> the opinions expressed in this segment are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator. And let me tell you that today I got some pent up commentating for you. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love this. So before I start providing you my celestial wisdom, okay. Wisdom from on high, from the gods. That, oh, anyway, uh, I have to give you some background, some context for my subject matter, and I'll try to be brief. Yeah, right. Am I, am I moving to the next part? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're in background. Okay. So, uh, I have been playing tabletop RPGs since the early 1980s. Yep. I turned 45 years old this week. It's another reason to give out some gifts hey. to you guys. It's happy birthday to Max. Give a subscription. Happy birthday to Max. Gift to me becomes a gift to you. That's right. Anyways, so I've been gaming for the vast majority of my life. Now, life took a turn for me in 2003, and with the exception of a few one-offs and some conventions that, like, Ethan Dog and I went to and mm -hmm. so forth, eh, pretty much fell away from the hobby that I love. Now, fast forward to now. I put it off for a long time. I had requests. I had, you know, Get people asking me the game. What's that? Get, Get the guy coughing. Yes. Uh, at the end of 2017, I was asked, and I finally agreed to game master a game for coworkers. So for the last eight months, I have GM'd Earthdawn, 4th edition, and played in two different editions of Dungeons & Dragons, currently playing in a second edition game, thank God. Between the updated mechanics of the games and the expectations of the modern role player and commentary that I wish I could have put in this live stream but is on my YouTube video that you see in the links uh, there. Oh, uh, forgot where I was. Oh, commentary, YouTube videos. I have learned a lot. This has been an eye-opening experience for me. Uh, and uh, just to give an example, because I think they are really good channels. Uh, How to be a great game master, Nerd Nerdarchy, Taking 20, Web DM, XP to level three. And, and there are a few others that I watch. I think they're really good channels. Just I disagree with them quite a bit more than I hoped I would. Now, Heathen Dog told me that owning Legion of Myth does not give me license to ruin his live stream. So I'm only going to focus on one of the many, many, many points of interest that I've discovered since returning. And that's going to be demi-humans and speciesism, specifically saying that word, in Dungeons & Dragons or fantasy role-playing games. Booyah! Heavy stuff, but a necessary topic which to start. So quickly, go get your Dungeons & Dragons and fantasy RPG friends and have them watch this segment. Or have them watch the 23-minute YouTube video that you saw uh, in the previous slide. Because that one's fully scripted, and I actually cover the bases, hopefully, in a less haphazard manner than this. Do, 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 do. That's enough time. So first off, demi-humans are stereotypes. Get over it. They're stereotypes. So what does this mean? So let me start off by saying I'm going to try to stay away from the term racism, and I'm going to talk about speciesism. Think of racism as intraspecies, humans hating other humans, and speciesism as interspecies, orcs hating elves. Stop thinking of and treating demi-human races as merely humans with stat bonuses. Elves, dwarves, and humans are more than just biologically different. They are mentally, physically, and spiritually different. Humans in fantasy are as diverse as we are in modern Earth. If it can be dreamed, a human will dream it and probably attempt it. Demi-humans, on the other hand, are living, personified stereotypes. Understand the topic of differing species in a fantasy setting is more than just cultural or physical. It's what I would consider genetic or spiritual, either hard-coded in the DNA of the species or endowed by a deity because, you know, fantasy realms and gods and so on and so forth. 
Sure. Depending and, on and, the... And, yeah, you have a couple examples here. Dwar dwarf and elf. What is that? I mean, those are those those seems like two radically different species. I'm almost there. Okay. I, I, I can I can skip that part because I'll come back to it anyway. So let's start with the dwarf then. And a dwarf's core is a being who has a connection to the rock and stone that form the foundation of the planet. They are the shapers of rock and stone with a penchant for engineering, mining, and meticulous craftsmanship. While it may be true that not all dwarves live in mountains and not all dwarves are craftsmen, all, and I stress all dwarves, do prefer to live with the closest connection to stone and mineral as possible. Any dwarf who doesn't desire this connection, it's not a dwarf. And yes, you are role-playing improperly. My eyes to that camera, to your soul, you're doing it wrong. And I will tell you that. Now on to an elf. Elves don't just have a tendency to live in forests and seas and jungles and so on. Elves are one with the natural landscape of the world. While dwarves show strength in order and order through the shaping of stone, elves live organically in a symbiotic relationship with their natural habitat. The core of an elf is in tune with nature in a manner dwarves find alien and can never truly understand. Even if an elf understands what it means to be human intellectually, he cannot truly grasp those human behaviors that are out of sync with the core genetic or spiritual makeup of the elf. Just as a human can never, never truly understand what it means to be a great ape. Yeah, I just called elves monkeys. Oh, oh I, th I thought you said grape ape. Everyone grape understands ape. grape ape. Grape ape. Grape ape. We're, we're, no, no, no. We're, we're all too old. They don't get it. Aww. <laughs> they don't get it. Dwarves and elves on whole may be inherently good and desire world peace and tranquility, but the core being of who they are and thus their ways of achieving said tranquility are not only different, but again, truly alien to each other. Dwarves have a strong work ethic. Elves... We'll get to it when it's convenient. Elves believe happiness is the key to a good life. Dwarves believe a good life is being useful and productive. We need more dwarves in this world. Dwarves believe life should be organized, engineered, and planned. Elves are haphazard and spontaneous, wanting to experience life for the individual self. And elsewhere, it is as good as it's convenient, while a dwarf's word will transcend generations. Now, mind you, just to be clear again, I am talking traditional fantasy setting, not some other made-up thing that just wants to blow all this out of the water that's wrong anyway. Traditional fantasy, like Dungeons & Dragons, or Tolkien, or so on and so forth. These are stereotypes that go beyond mere upbringing and tradition. These are core, instinctual, genetic, or spiritual traits. Have I said that enough yet? You've said that I enough yet. Okay, good. I might say it again. A dwarf that has no connection to the earth and stone is no true dwarf. An elf that shuns the good life is no true elf. Now, this doesn't mean that dwarves and elves must hate each other. No, it means that on the base core level, they simply don't get each other. Look at all the fantasy books in the, in the past. Dwarves and elves are always like, Rah! Dwarves are too serious, dour, and orderly for elves, while elves are flippant and nonchalant. A dwarf is like a boulder rolling down a hill. Once his mind is put to something, it will take something quite large and strong to change his direction. Elf, on the other hand, is like a leaf on the wind. We'll do whatever is expeditious at the time. All right, so what about the orc? Orcs are aggressive humanoids who band together to hunt and raid, believing that to survive, they must expand their territory. 
Orcs view aggression as the natural order and that other races are inferior to them. The greatest challenge is the test of battle and they value territory above all else. And I'm saying that living in Germany. This isn't just an attitude. This is about survival on a core genetic or spiritual level. The expansion validates strength. It is simply who they are. It's like trying to stop a cat from chasing string or a male dog from lifting its leg to pee. Can you train them away from it? Yes, but it is unnatural. It is not a lack of education on the part of either species that causes, what's somebody saying something funny? Yeah, yeah, uh, they're- You can interject if something- They're they're, they're making fun of your age and- uh, Well, uh, Raven's Lair is the oldest person on this stream right now. Thank you, Raven's Lair. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, I, I believe truly you're number two. Sweet. He's like 78 on the inside and combined with his physical age makes him like 50. Sweet. All right. Uh, anyway, so it's not a lack of education on, on the part of uh, orcs and dwarves and so forth. It's, it's that they cannot change the core genetic or spiritual traits of who they are. On the other hand, due to our open-minded to the versatile nature of humans, it is easier for us to understand both sides. As such, in many, look it up, go read, fantasy settings, humans may have their flaws, but one thing they bring to the table, other than being very prolific and being like roaches, is the ability to see past the differences in order to broker peace and create a bridge to understanding between demi-humans. I mean, you, so, yeah, you, you see it in, in any fantasy novel, it's even Star Star Trek is based on that. Humans are the glue that created the Federation, for crying out loud. Humans <laughs> equal fantasy spackle. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Duncan's not wrong. Duncan's That's not plus wrong. One. Yeah, plug up all the holes. That's what they do. So there are some arguments that, that uh, come with this. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you watch the YouTube video, I actually have video clips of most of these arguments. And almost all of them, they come from across the gamut. But there's one video in particular, again, from my YouTube video, that you can see uh, from How to Be a Great Game Master that I thought summed it up the best. So while I do pick on him, it isn't just him that says these things. So first of all, speciesism, like racism, makes no sense because you can't control how you're born. <sighs> True, no one can control the nature of its birth. But the premise of this comment is based on intra-species racism, not inter-species speciesism. For the love of God, stop using 21st century human sensibilities when considering fantasy personified stereotypes. Diversity, open-mindedness, and understanding are the stereotypical traits of being human. Maybe not with every individual, which also speaks to the diversity of our species. But across the species as a whole, humans are the diverse species, the versatile ones. Remember, removing these broad brush, broad stroke stereotypes means that being an elf is nothing more than wearing Spock ears, is your Star Trek reference. In that case, make your universe all human and be done with it because anything else is boring and stupid. Hey, look at me. I'm a human with pointy ears. Oh, cool. I'm a short human that looks like a Duck Dynasty cast member. Ooh, I'm really interesting. I'm a human with horns and a tail. Okay. It's up to us as players and game masters to diversify within the scope of the broad stereotype. One elf may see humans as a nuisance, but just isn't interested in confronting them. He may feel humans are just as smart of nature as a raccoon and find that he should coexist with us the way he would with any other flora or fauna in this case. 
Another elf may see humans as a front to nature and may desire to take action before all of nature is wiped out and the earth becomes Coruscant from Star Wars. Yet another elf may truly desire to figure out these pesky humans and join our society or join a player character adventuring troupe. An intellectually evolved or educated orc will not simply see the light and transform into a paladin or even a cultured diplomat. No, he's going to use that intelligence, wisdom, education to become more efficient at war in order to expand territory. To be a better orc. Exactly, to be a better orc. Can't say it better than that. An intelligent orc isn't something to hope for. It's something to fear. Yes, you don't want that. You don't want, you don't want a smart orc. That's bad. Ugh. Why? Because orcs, as demi-humans, they're going to kill you. Are, by definition, living stereotypes. They are their own caricature or meme. If you don't want to be a meme, play a human. Bam. So let's carry this a little further. Uh -oh. What happens to the orc that does become enlightened or re-educated enough to ponder the delight of scholarly pursuits, trade, or joining a farming commune? Or as How to Be a Game Master says, becomes a rebellious group of orcs who don't support Sauron in Middle-earth. I'm going to give you five seconds to think that through. Mm, they get thrown in, uh, in that big Mountain Doom thingy. There, there you go. Yeah. That orc or any group of like-minded orcs are most likely thrown in the mountain or crushed underfoot by the orc majority as a weakness, a cancer, an aberration to the species. At best, Just, vanished. At, and, I, yeah, and I get to that, too. Yeah. Just as some animals commit infanticide to protect the genetics of the species, so would the orcs purge this genetic or mental defect. Sure. As he the dog was saying, a story can be developed where a human, maybe even a player character, was saved from drowning in a river by a free orc. And thus the human feels more open-minded and even protective of the free orc. Just understand that without some special story, the orc would be unwanted and ostracized at best, and more probably hunted down and killed. Mm. There's a reason. I'm going I'm to say something that heathen dog better clip. There's a reason. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm gonna say it. There's a reason Dritz Dorden, I said it, gets his own book series. He's the one anomaly that got away. Now here's argument number two, the racist dwarf. Imagine you know, versus orcs. So you take, you know, I'm a dwarf and I hate orcs. Imagine, I have a hard time with this argument. It actually makes me shake. It's not the caffeine right now. It's just this one bothers me so much. Imagine if you changed the word dwarf to KKK and orc to African-American. How can How to Be a Great Game Master even say this? He actually compared the KKK and African-Americans of the real world to fantasy dwarves and orcs. Seriously? Again, this is conflating fantasy speciesism, genetic differences and traits with real world racism and, and trying to change the orc genotype so that it fits the human genotype. Stop it! It's not about physical appearance any more than judging a mountain lion's physical appearance in comparison to a beagle. The physical appearance identifies the creature as what it is. An orc. The stereotype of an orc is an aggressive brute. Some might say I'm being orcish right now. Last argument, because I know a heathen dog doesn't want this going on forever, is we want more diversity in games. And I, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. Mm. 
Look, if you cannot figure out how to make a diverse and unique orc or individuals within a broad stereotype and alignment, that's on you. So let's talk about the orc. What about an orc that conquers through brute strength? What about the orc that conquers through strength and guile, the aforementioned educated orc? The honorable Bushido Code orc who only attacks and conquers worthy combatants. The murderous ravager orc who kills anyone in his way. The peon or sergeant orc either at the bottom or stuck in between the peons and masters. The orc that leads from the front, leading the charge, or from the rear, beating and berating any who fall behind. The Soviet orc? These were just thought of quickly as I typed them at the time. Give me an hour and I'll make you an interesting orc that still fits it within the stereotype. We should explore the diversity of cultures and cities on our Earth as an example of how to handle demi-humans in our fantasy worlds. Wow. You had to be that kind of setting, huh? Yes, I did. Okay. Oh, believe me, this has to be family-friendly or I had a bunch of other words in here. All right. Diversity is the unique realm of humans, not demi-humans. Cultures and ethnicities within a race or on a landmass have nothing to do with demi-human specific species of elf or dwarf human noltrome. Noel Trome, you like that? Yeah, Troll, gnome is what I meant to say, and et cetera. Let's look at the elves again. There are high elves, gray elves, forest elves, sea elves, jungle elves, even arctic and mountain elves, not to mention the dark elves and the underdark drow. Without digging too deeply into sociology, those differing subsets of elves are the demi-human equivalent of cultural diversity. Each has its own unique flavor, habitat, lifestyle, and so forth. However, they're still elves, and as such, have at the core an instinctual need to live freely, yes, even the drought, spontaneously and in harmony with their surroundings. No amount of diversity can change this without destroying what makes them elves. All right. <laughs> I could go on forever. Uh, no, no, because we have a giveaway to do. I I'm going to, I'm getting there. No, we're, we're there. We're there. I'm almost. No, we're there. I have one, uh, I have one final comment. You're not, uh, you're not shutting this guy up. Okay, fine, do it. Right, the vaudeville, you. the vaudeville hook came for me and got me. It got you. It got you. I do, but I, but I do want to just one sense. I do want to say, if you don't like demi-human stereotypes, just make everyone human. Yes. Because that's all you're doing anyway. All right, there you nice. go. Now, hey, if, so hey, go, you, you, you can know. Yeah. If, if you wanna, if you wanna uh, win a copy oh, of. Oh yeah. Whoa. Baker Orc. Okay. No, nothing. All right. Hey, Mystic Legion, make sure you put an exclamation point in front of that. Yes, exclamation point, and then ED for Oh, $20! Max the hug, Demi. You know what? I can't read all that over there. <laughs> $20? I I what really... happened? Uh, I yeah. Had, I had it minimized. Who, who, uh, who gave? <clears throat> I mean, um, who? Oh, was it, uh, let's see how many gifts I get? No, no, no. It was something about Max the... Uh, a demi-human he versus human something or another oh, okay well, it's, <laughs> so, it's but still hey bucks. we got twenty dollars so maybe we can put that towards a giveaway there you go but first first we're doing this game now uh the the, the reason the reason he, the reason he's giving away earth on fourth edition because in earth on race is doubly i mean the, the the idea of stereotypes is doubly important it's important in both race and and class, or what they call in the game, discipline. And I'll let Max Lee, I'll go ahead and explain. A little that. less, a little less so about race, but it's definitely there. Mm -hmm. um, but discipline. So disciplines in Earthon are like character classes. However, any Joe Schmo can pick up a sword and use it. 
Yeah. If you want to be a sword master, now, mind you, there are very few specific, like you have to do 1,800 things. No, there are just a couple of things. If you're going to be a sword master, you must play with the crowd. You could be a silent introvert, but as soon as you hit the arena, you feel the crowd. It takes over you. Or you could just be the crazy swashbuckler that's always jumping off chandeliers every single time. But no matter what, that's fun. to be a sword master, to get the magical power of the sword master, you must have the 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 bravado the showmanship of right. the sword master and you cannot play the well i'm just quiet chain king and i just walk and i'm quiet nope sorry not as a sword master you're not no you're and that's what i love about it it gives you these diverse disciplines and within it you find your own diversity but you still have the broad brush stereotype or you don't get the magic have a nice day yeah yeah in, in first edition uh now now what what, what max tells me is that fourth edition hasn't gotten there yet but in first edition you actually if you went against the grain of your discipline you got into a talent crisis you get you get into enough talent crisis you lose all your power altogether because because your mindset has gone so far away from how your magic works that you can't work it anymore yes uh by the way mystic legion says max's favorite is the winling oh boy Yeah, we never dared play a windling in his Tracy game. Tracy did, but she could actually pull it off. Well, yeah, because she's naturally like a, I, I would. <laughs> yeah, I, if 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 I found out today that she was actually a fairy who who had like you know the the years that I knew her on shadow on and Earth, goblinization. There you go, and 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 she then then she had to go back to her fairy realm to be a fairy princess. I'd buy it. Like, all right, that makes perfect sense to me. I, I could put. All right, anybody else entering for Earth on Fourth Edition? Let's see who. Has, let's see how many we got so far. Though we got a lot for this one. They're interested in that one. We got we uh, we got some well, more. We, but uh, we we got some more still. I mean, uh, you could you could actually role play as a dwarf kawaii anime schoolgirl as probably everything except for an archer. Ravenslayer says Shadowrun's the best game ever. That is the second role playing game that I reviewed on this channel. I believe I was still a guest host. That was two years ago. I believe I was still a guest host and we were on episode, Jesus, 100? If no. that, no, it's well before 100 because 100, 100 is when we had yeah, Josh we, Harrison. Yeah, we had Josh Harrison on for Earth on 100, so it must have been in the 70s. <laughs> oh, you yeah. didn't mean the 1970s? No, no, in the, in the, in the 70s number. But yeah, Shadowrun is the the second game I did after Earthdawn. And yes, it is one of my favorites as well. One of my favorites. And I have all of the first and second edition. And well, no, I have all the first. I have some of the second. I have none of the third. Or the, or yeah, the Red, like red Brick or, or whatever. Point. Yeah. When, yeah red when, Brick was Earthdawn. Oh, Earthdawn. Sorry. Yeah. When, when, it, uh, when, when FASA went under, uh, it, it got weird. Like a lot of their games got weird. So Duncan, Idaho, you'd have to make, well, first of all, that'd probably be a horror-tainted species, so you'd have to be one of the Theron species, um, which they do have a couple weird ones like that. And then yes, secondly, you would have to develop your own discipline, which you can do, but can it do. caps out at circle 10, though, not 15 like the rest. So right. you'll be cool, but not extra cool. Yeah, yeah. You could do it, though. You could do it. I mean, in, in, you just, in but fourth edition. You do have to pick a stereotype of some sort for it. And yes. if your stereotype is that you have to be part of a spirit animal and so forth, no, we could work with you on that. <laughs> Could be. All right. Ninja so, <laughs> it would make it cool. Well, there, there you can make it cool. All right, we're gonna go ahead and pick a winner. All right, let's do it. Winner, winner, chicken Who's dinner. Who is it? And with the earth oh, on, you get Mystic Legion. 
Mystic Legion gets it. Mystic Legion wins go. it. Go so ahead. Mystic Legion, yes. you can you can talk to me at work if you want. Because yeah. I know who Mystic oh, Legion is. Oh, you know who Mystic Legion is? Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. You uh, just go ahead and give it to him then. Like, here you go. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have it. You, you determine if you want a PDF version or if you want a soft cover version. Yep. Your choice. So rigged. So. Rigged. Rigged. <laughs> rigged. Hey, you know what? More people entering, more we still have zero subscribers. That means we don't get to give no, away no. a video Bal card. Uh, Baldar or somebody gave twenty oh, bucks. That is true. Yeah, we're, we'll do one more. So, so there is a, a, a subscribe that that activates a subscriber only giveaway. Oh, subscriber only. Ooh. Yes, it activates a subscriber only giveaway of any Steam game that anyone wants of twenty dollars or less to the winner. The winner gets or, PD, or PDF RPG or, from or, or PDF RPG. Anything the winner wants, the winner gets twenty bucks or under. Steam game or PDF RPG from Drive Through RPG. So while we're waiting for that, Heathen, the, what um, what is your most recent tabletop gaming that you've been playing? Because I haven't uh, talked to you in a while about that. Yeah, uh, my my most recent tabletop role playing game was the uh, fifth edition D and D with uh, with Garthon oh. over over uh google hangouts how about the one before that one then? <laughs> the one before that was i i ran an earth dawn campaign okay was that the one before that i don't know but but baldahar you do realize that even if you did you would try to give it away again and it would like be stuck to you like a cursed item yeah yeah, it's true. It's true. If, if you if you enter to win, you're going to win. And if you try to give it away to everybody, then you're just going to win again, just like last time. Yeah. Remember, uh, anybody who's new here, if you have a Twitch, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can link your Twitch yes. account to it, and you subscribe to us for a fee of zero. Zero dollars, like like a, like un, unshed or unsched, whichever you want. It's it's I'm sure it's sort for unscheduled, but uh, uh, you you did not properly enter because you are not a subscriber. You have to subscribe to the channel. Now, if you have Amazon Prime, just like just like Max and I was saying, you could link your Twitch account to your Amazon Prime account and then subscribe to this channel for nothing. I I can I can Johnny Carson guess who's gonna win this one. Okay. You know why? Because you're gonna force it? No. Because you're a cheater? No, because there's only Cheat, one like entrant. There's only one entrant. <laughs> so I, 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 I predict that the winner. Well, will we still be, have to give it out. That the winner will be Raven's Lair 38. Oh my gosh! I'm a swami. I'm a so swami. Fun. I'm. I am. I'm a snake charmer. Raven's Lair, you get. Any Steam game or any RPG from Drive Through RPG, twenty dollars or less. Go ahead and uh, uh, whisper your information if we don't have it already. Uh, I believe I believe that Max has your information already, but go ahead and give him your pick, and we'll settle up after the stream. I'm not salami. I'm not salami. I'm a swami. I'm a swami. Now, no one, no one wanted the game, so. Jeez, yeah, who's who, who's gonna want Sins of a Solar Empire? I mean, I have to, I gotta give that away too. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I gotta. It, it was announced as a guaranteed. It, it's a guaranteed subscriber giveaway. Guaranteed subscriber. So if you subscribe to this channel right now, you can win Sins of a Solar Empire, Rebellion, 
Yes, what? yes, I do. Uh, so, Dr. L, um, I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but I'll find it for you right now. Yes, I do know which game that was. I know which one you're talking about. I just have to get to it. Looter, uh, not, no, not, not Looter not Kings. Looter Kings um, no. Some, uh, it's, I got a YouTube video on it. I'll just go to our YouTube channel. Okay. In the meantime, I'm going to have to start that uh, that giveaway. Okay. And it is going to be Empire. Exclamation point empire. Subscriber only. You have to be a subscriber to win this. I mean, the, this this was stated. This was stated at the beginning. And all, through all the tweets, all the Facebook postings, this was going to happen. You subscribe to the channel, you get a chance to win this $40 Steam game. Legion's Crawl. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the crazy YouTube video. Hey, just as a side note, because this is going on. If you want more celestial wisdom, that's me. You want to encourage me to be on the stream more please be sure to let us know even if you disagreed with me which i'm yes. sure a couple people out there may oh, have may you may well they're wrong Next. so you may enjoy my take on the subject matter and you can at least use it as food for thought right if you like that kind of uh, provocative <laughs> oh it went down to, it's on sale for 17.99 dang it it's on sale what is oh your game i think well that's apparently what baldahar said unless he's talking about oh, your game that's horrible the one that Sheriff's put in. Be in the stream. I wish I could. Well, I mean, the reason I'm on the stream today, Bucko, as you know, because you're in the same same time zone as me. Mm -hmm. um, it's coming up on 9 p.m. right now. Normally, it's at three in the morning. <laughs> so yeah. Um, anywho, uh, please comment below. Hound us on the Legion Myth Twitter. Oh, Join us on Discord and let your voice be heard. We want more Max Liao celestial wisdom, glory from on high. Oh. So, so guys, here, here's part of our plan, though, as we're going forward here. We're, we're testing out some things. I, uh, I, I do this a lot from behind the scenes. Uh, Heathen Dog and Garthon obviously are more upfront. Um, is we're trying to do this once a month. Lar Merchant, hey, how you doing? Yes, uh, Mystic Legion, who was coincidentally in my Earthon campaign. Uh, he won Earthdawn 4th edition. He still hasn't told me if he wants soft cover or PDF, but yes. Yes, he is. Now, now Lar Merchant... Uh... All right, if, if you're following our channel, you could win uh, Sins of a, a Solar Empire Rebellion right now. All you have to do is type in exclamation point empire. Now, if you're interested in that, I don't know. But you could always... All you have to be is a follower. All you have to be is a follower. Just click on follow on the channel and you could be in. You already did that <laughs> one? There you go. Well, hey. All right. Unfortunately, we're at the end of the stream, so we don't have any other things to give out. But what yeah. did, well, let's do, okay, one last thing. Just as we're waiting for the last final okay. comments of people to come in, All what right. did we give away today? We gave away Stargate SG-1, the yep. RPG. That's right. We gave away Earth Dawn, 4th edition RPG. Yep. We gave away video game Tempest Citadel. Yep. Video game Mercury Fallen. Yep. Uh, and yet to be identified video game of $20 or less. And, oh, and a shirt. And a shirt, and that's it. And, and, we, and what we're doing right now. RX so I, I wasn't going to say anything because I don't like to call up people's real names. But since he already did, just so everybody knows, uh, Lore Merchant, yes. he's the line developer for 4th Edition. Yes, Earth so if you want to praise him or why would you hate him? If you want to praise him and praise 4th Edition, especially uh, the people who played in my Earth on game. You can do it right now. As a matter of fact, I'm going to praise something right now. Thank you for fixing skills. Skills sucked.
in many of the previous editions. Uh, honestly, uh, Quester book also. I haven't finished going through it yet. The Quester book is so much better than what first edition really? had. I've, I, course, it, I it doesn't. Yet. It doesn't feel as tacked on and so forth. It actually feels like it's part of. I, I've okay. uh, so far, I've really enjoyed the Quester book. It's open enough to be to be diverse without saying you must do blah blah blah, but it oh, provides. Ra Ra Raven's Lair wants Looter Kings. Do it. Baldar, God damn! No. Where's your kazoo music? We need the kazoo music. But well, he's well, he's uh, muted and screaming. Uh, no, the fourth edition is a very solid edition of the game. I I am, I'm happy with it, and I'm never happy with anything. All right, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. Everything's cool. Everything's cool. Baldahar is the winner. Baldahar wins. Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion. <laughs> I do want to thank everybody for watching, coming by so forth um remember i have that youtube video uh, out there yes, that that uh, I'm, I'm i'm shilling that thing because it's going to be the start of me talking about more and more fantasy games uh, originally the actual since lore merchants here i do want to say originally it was gonna be called earth dawn and other rpgs yep. but i've decided that i'm i'm not going to focus on earth Dawn too much because uh, i'm going to focus on ev more generic yeah just anything yeah anything and everything that that piques his interest or piques yours so remember uh, go ahead, uh, jump on our Discord, uh, j j jump on his, his YouTube comments and ask him questions or tell him to, hey, this game sucks or this game is doesn't suck. Go ahead and take a look at it. Stuff like that. All right. Now, let's get into the good stuff. Streaming schedule. O'Garrett's computer is still broken at the moment, but we've heard it's coming back. It's coming yeah, back. Probably days. this week. So yes, hopefully next week. week he's streaming full time yes. again. So hopefully next week he'll be streaming full time and, and hopefully Friday he'll be in Lure Kings with us. And no more goblins and, on the and then And then we may actually be able to pass second level. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I well, he's going to have to level up a little bit. Yeah. No, no yeah, I don't know, but he, he might be a good horse. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, here's our streaming schedule. Uh, go ahead and uh, know it, love it, be it, want it, do it. Oh, uh, Ra Ravenslayer has the Bard's Tale 4 Barrow's, Key Barrow's Deep. I'm writing it down. Okay, you're writing like it down. Excellent. All right. Now, of course, uh, everyone can like, subscribe, and comment. All right. Uh, watch us on Twitch, YouTube, and Discord. Uh, you could support us with uh, with subscriptions, just just like uh, just like Un Unshed did, but it didn't help him too much. Karma was not with him today. Uh, Streamlabs donation uh, of the gear, spread spreadshirt, you get the gear, uh, Twitch cheer, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, I want to thank everyone for coming by. Really appreciate it, all your help. I'm, I'm sorry that we couldn't give away more prizes. I wish we could have. That'd have been awesome. But uh, do we have any last? Maybe words? the next time I'm here. Okay, Max. Out. Any, any anything you want to say before we end this thing? Look, it was great. It's great being back. I'm glad we had the new time. I hope to be able to do this more often, but probably won't happen as long as I live in Europe. So again, as I said at the beginning, thank you everybody, and give your thanks to Garth on a Heathen Dog. Support them. They deserve it. All right. Everyone, thank you, and you have a great day.